0: Focused on the Feast of Tabernacles, which our harvest festival derives from. And I want to be just comparing the two today. So, Deuteronomy 16, verse 13. Celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days, after you have gathered the produce of your threshing floor and your wine press. Be joyful at your feast. You, your sons and daughters, your men servants and maidservants, and the Levites, the aliens, the fatherless and the widows who live in your towns. For seven days celebrate the feast to the Lord your God, at the place the Lord will choose. For the Lord your God will bless you in all your harvest and in all the work of your hands and your joy. Three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, at the feast of unleavened friends, the feast of weeks, and the feast of tabernacle. No man should appear before the Lord empty handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. Today we are celebrating Harvest Festival. Day to focus on the Lord and how good He is, and how He has blessed us so abundantly. The Feast of Tabernacles was the one of the commanded festivals. It wasn't a sort of a suggestion. It was the last commanded festival uh, that the Israelites were called to carry on. And as I've already said, that the sense of it was joy. And that scripture I've just read almost a command be joyful at your feast now we're not having a seven day feast and you might say this is, uh, that's a that's a pity um, but even for these this short time we're together be joyful this is a time to celebrate and the feast of tabernacles the, the Jewish name for it is Sukkot um, which is simply a Hebrew word and it means booths or tents. And the Israelites were called to, to put these booths up, these tents up, and to live in them for seven days. And it was, to, it was a reminder that they came, when the Lord brought them out of Egypt, that they were camping in the desert for 40 years. And it was a reminder of the Lord's protection, a reminder of his really relevance, of how he had blessed them. And there are three main rituals linked in to the Feast of Tabernacles, and I want to to just look at them and to see that they're just so they're as relevant to us today as they were to the Israelites. And in fact The Feast of Tabernacles is still practiced in Israel. If you want to go to Israel, don't don't book your ticket when the Feast of Tabernacles is on because it will cost you much more and you probably won't be able to find any accommodation. Because Jews go there from all over the world. In fact, I'd quite like to go there myself. So I'll start saving up, perhaps. But um, it's Food bank in Salisbury, presumably, which is, that surely is just something that we should be, that God wants us to do, and it, and it pleases him. But isn't the provision incredible? And there are many nations that would, that would be outside of their experience <coughs> or even their dream. And it's so easy for us in this country to take things for granted, and Harvest Festival is, a, is really a time to say, Lord, we're just so grateful to you for all that you've given us, and may we, may we hold your provision like that, so, so that we share it with others that, are, that don't have it, and that's exactly what, what the church is doing here. And there'll be people in Salisbury that are receiving this and it will make a huge difference to them. You know, it's not going to go to people that just um, are a little bit short. It's going to people that really need this and there'll be families with children and everything. And how wonderful that the church is what is doing this. And one of the things that's happened during COVID is that many churches have got much more involved in community. And, and so we should, so we should. The booths or the shelters were actually, they put the produce in them as well and they slept in these booths and shelters and it's just to be constantly reminded of God's provision. And as Christians, we worship the same God and we believe in Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. thing that we have is we receive because of the goodness of God. And we can be grateful and it's uh, and we need to, to try and just remember that and not to take it for granted. So that's the first ritual, to do with provision. The next one is protection and it's to do with the uh, menorah particularly this is a menorah and uh, the menorah has seven candles, but one of these candles uh, had a bit of a problem, so we've got six and a half today (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they had problems in in Israel because what they did on the Feast of Tabernacles was was that they illuminated the temple and they had four golden lampstands four menorah and they were 75 feet high. And the temple is on a hill in Jerusalem, and it is said that the whole city was illuminated by these these menorah. And, And they were giving thanks to the Lord, and celebrating his goodness. And it was a reminder to them that God had sent light when they came out of Egypt that God sent a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night and he brought them out following the light. And Jesus with knowing full well this said I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in dark. for us today, that the light, the light of the world takes us out of spiritual darkness. I'm so aware when I meet people that don't know the Lord, that they are in, they're in the dark, they just, they're clueless. And of course we need a revelation to, to come into an of the light of the world and for those of us who are believers we've had that revelation and we can say that Jesus Christ is the light of the world perhaps perhaps next year you would have a 75 foot menorah out here and light up Milton Square but um, I'll leave you to consider that The third one was really a petition to the Lord. And it was to do with water. And during the Feast of Tabernacles that they would go and get, the priests would go and get water. A pitcher of water It talks about. And they would go to the Pool of Siloam. Some of us perhaps have been there. They would go to the Pool of Siloam. They would fill up the water and they would go back to the temple and they would pour it all over the altar. Now I don't think I've got permission to, to, to pour it anywhere here today, um, but you can just uh, just imagine that I'm pouring it. We haven't got an altar really, but I don't know what the equivalent is. Probably the lectern. But they would pour it over there and it's symbolic of God's provision that without water there will be no, there will be no food, but also that they equated it to spiritual um, provision. And that they were thanking the Lord for the spiritual provision when they came out of Egypt. But they were also asking the Lord for, for new spiritual provision. They were living, living under Roman rule. They were, in a, they were in a really dreadful position. They were an oppressed people and they were Jesus stood up, and he says it in a loud voice, he said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. No wonder Jesus upset the religious people. Think about, it would always be the equivalent of someone standing up in the Queen's funeral with a with a message and interrupting the proceedings. This was their major spiritual service of the year. And the Lord just stands up. He doesn't ask permission. He just stands up and it says in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty. And that invitation is for us to this very day if anyone is thirsty, let him come to Jesus and drink. And we can do that again and again and again. Because we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And as Paul said, be filled with the Spirit. The present continuous, be filled again and again and again. Because we live. And spiritually we're all thirsty and harvest festival is a reminder that spiritual water has been given to the Israelites as they came out of Egypt but it's available to the people of God now interestingly went to uh, Israel in April this year and we worshipped at a church called um, Christchurch in Jerusalem Christ Church in Jerusalem is the oldest Protestant church in the Middle East and we were uh, shown around and we were, uh, we had one of their members is a Jewish Christian, and he was talking about Jews for Jesus and what's happening the, in the Jewish culture. The number of messianic con- congregations in, in Israel is going up very quickly. More and more Jews. <laughs> Are coming to the faith as Christians. Sometimes they're referred as completed Jews. Jewish faith is the foundation, but they've taken that extra step to the Messiah. If you go to Jerusalem and you look at the Wailing Wall, or the Western Wall, whichever you prefer to call it, you'll see people praying there, but you'll see Orthodox Jews there particularly. And they'll be standing up. And they'll be rocking backwards and forwards because it means that they've made some progress. But they all put these little prayers in the cracks. Just little bits of paper rolled up. And apparently the prayers all say the same thing. They all say, come Messiah. Come Messiah. They don't believe that Jesus is Messiah, but they know that they desperately need A saviour, the Messiah. And they will encounter the Messiah one day, praise God, because it talks in the scripture that when the last of the Gentiles has come in, then the Jewish people will come in. Israel is not a Christian nation, far from it, it's very secular. And the number of Christian, born again Christians who are from the Jewish background is comparatively small. growing rapidly and Harvest Festival is just linked, our Harvest Festival is linked in history and yet it's not just history Jesus Christ is alive today, ready to impact our lives still providing for us in a practical way but also still providing for us in a spiritual way. And as I've often said on more than one occasion to this church, this church has huge potential, provided that you actually allow the head of the church to have his way. at different times will mean we'll be outside of our comfort zone. But there is a community here that needs Jesus and this church is the only church that effectively that is in a position to actually reach people. And I would encourage you to, to just be excited about a new season. And not to think that it's just business as usual. Just the church going along and being quite, you know, a a nice place to come and enjoying things. There's a, I hope that your problem that you're going to have in this church is still difficult. Is that too difficult for the Lord? I don't think it is. Does he want to do it? I'm sure he wants to surely it comes down to us and it's just coming to the Lord and saying we're thirsty we're thirsty, we're empty we're weak we need you and in the same way that the Ukrainian churches are being transformed this church or any church can be transformed when the head of the church is acknowledged And I would encourage you, the time that I've been here has been a real blessing to me and an encouragement to me. And I'm open to invitations to return. But what I hope is that when I come back that I'm just going to see that. Lord of the harvest?
1: Yes. Do you believe
0: that streams of living water will flow from within anyone who asks? Yeah. That's what people are saying yes sir. The Lord is here and he's, he's ready to do more than we ask and more than we imagine. And he uses ordinary people like us. It doesn't look for People that are exceptional. We look at ordinary people and just say, Lord, we need you. We need you. We're desperate for you. And we want more. And it will be his joy to respond in the way that he chooses. That's pray, Lord, we thank you that your word is true and we thank you that your promises are eternal. And, Lord, we... We celebrate harvest here today. We thank you for your provision, your abundant provision. We thank you for your protection and for your the way that you've revealed yourself to us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you have made your Holy Spirit available to all of us that we are in the age of the Spirit and your Holy Spirit is with us all of the time and that we can come to you and ask you to empower us, equip us, change us, lead us, guide us and bless us. Do more than we ask, Lord, and more than we imagine. Because we ask it. In Jesus' name, the name above every name, Amen. Amen.